the real T with double D. Yeah. Grab your tea and take a seat, cause we got something to say. We bring you that news when it happens, same day. All of it be accurate, cause we get to them straight. And the real T with double D don't spread nothing fake. Wanna hear news about politics? Then go on here, subscribe. Like the channel 12, we bring it to them live. We updates by Trump trial and how he facing time. We gon' let you know the real about the news and crimes. Speak on all topics and we make it interesting. Post them on the channel, now they wanna call us mess. When celeb news exposed, we be on it in a second. Black and red while I'm black, we accurate, not guessing. Welcome to the real T with double D. Welcome to the real T with double D. Welcome to the real T with double D. Hey players, welcome to a brand new episode of The Real Team with Double D. Of course, I'm your girl Double D and we are on live on Facebook, YouTube, and Tickety Talk. So excited to be with you all tonight to record a brand new episode. I bet y'all like, Double D, what the hell you doing here, honey? It is a Tuesday. You normally don't come here until a Wednesday. Now, of course, your ass is late because it's always better late than never, but hell, tea, I'm here, so y'all better go ahead and grab them teacups, honey, because when I tell you this tea is seething, baby, it is piping hot, honey. I got some stuff fresh off the line for you, baby. I got some stuff about some stolen chicken. Who child, baby, frumpy dump, students for Trump turn felons. Baby, I got some tea for y'all tonight, so I hope y'all is ready. I hope y'all as happy as a flea on a dog's ass to see me, just as happy as I'm, I am as a flea on a dog's ass to see you, honey. I am happy to see everybody that is in the building with your girl, Double D, one more again. Thank y'all out there in uh, podcasting world for downloading every single week. I really do appreciate it. Any of y'all out there that want to go and support your girl and just download the episode, even though you were here live with me, I really appreciate that too, because your girl need them downloads, honey. I got something I'm trying to do, honey. I'm trying to prove myself. So make sure y'all support your girl podcast, The Real T with Double D, that is available wherever you stream your podcast. I'm talking about Apple. I'm talking about Spotify. I'm talking about iHeart. I'm talking about Amazon, Audible. All of those places, honey, your girl Double D is in the building. So make sure that you support your girl. Also, YouTube, honey, yes, and you can actually watch me uh, on your YouTube music. If you have that uh, feature, you can watch me. You can put it over to the video. You can actually watch instead of just streaming. So, honey, when I tell you, baby, it's good, honey, it is all good in the neighborhood, baby. So, I'm going to need y'all to go ahead and pull up your seats, grab that tea, baby, have that seat, because we got this little story coming up, this little ditty about what's going on with Hunter Biden and how these Republicans, the GQP, is trying to backpedal and pussy pop out of having Hunter Biden testify in public. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. Now, y'all know our boy, Jamie Raskin, you know he had to give him one. Y'all grab y'all tea, have a seat, let's get into it. Ooh, hunty, hunty, hunty. Baby, this morning, I woke up this morning, I was feeling footloose and fast and free, honey. I had me a little bit of coffee, and then I opened up my phone, and there was my homegirl, CB, letting me know that Hunter Biden had agreed to testify before the Oversight Committee. As we all know, I think it was a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, they subpoenaed Hunter Biden. This was, I think it was like the day after Speaker Johnson um, actually secured that seat, honey, and um, 
he he came, they subpoenaed him, and then Hunter Biden's uh, attorneys came out and said, hey, we are happy as a flea on a dog's ass to go ahead and do that for you. But this morning, honey, when I was sipping my coffee there, I saw that uh, Hunter Biden had agreed to testify for sure. Now, of course, when we hear them say, oh, yeah, we're going to testify, we're going to testify, we're not really sure if they're going to actually do that, honey. But according to his attorney this morning, he actually agreed to testify before the oversight committee. So I said, baby, he is giving the Republicans exactly what they want. So I was a little bit confused, honey. I actually had to clutch my invisible damn pearls. I'm like, what is Hunter doing? Because I would have pulled a front into the motherfucker dump, a Steve Bannon, a Mark Meadows, a uh, uh, Jim Jordan. I would have pulled one of them. I would have said, baby, no, I'm sure not. But he agreed to do it. And everybody was on the edge of their seats trying to see what happened. But baby, why the GQP came through and said, no, 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 no. We do not want him to testify in public. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, yes, 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 honey. It's true. So, James Cormer, according to reports, James Comer, and you know I might be saying his name wrong, I actually got to give him a nickname. You know, I had the Scabies for Steve Scalise. I got several nicknames. I got to think of one for him because I got a feeling that he's going to be making quite a few appearances here on the Real Tea with Double D and also the regular day-to-day -day tea. So I got to find a, a nickname for him. I'm not sure yet. Maybe skin, uh, not skin tag. That's somebody else. I got to find something, but I don't know what it is quite yet, but we're going to hop to it. We're going to hop to it. So after Hunter Biden said that he was going to testify, baby, uh, let me show you, honey, because the, the Magamites and the Frumpy Dump Tank Sniffers, you know, this is all they've been waiting for. And we had the lead, one of the lead Magamites, uh, Lauren Bobblehead, actually step to the front of the class, honey, and say and raise her hand. And no, she didn't raise that hand. One of her, let me hush that. That might get me banned. Anyway, uh, she raised one of her hands, honey, and said it's time for me to enter the chat. So she skirted her ass on over to their favorite place, Twitter, and uh, wrote, Hunter Biden has agreed to testify before the Oversight Committee before the end of this year. The big guy and the Biden crime family are going down. Oh, yes, 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 and it is true. Now, Lauren Bobblehead must then check her Twitter notifications because she didn't see that James Cormer had uh, said that he did not want uh, that that they do not want to have Hunter Biden testify in public, honey. He said <laughs> He said that he wants it to be before December the 13th. Uh, the Oversight Committee is promote, uh, that he wants it to be before December 13th and he wants it to be behind closed doors. He does not want it to be in the in an open forum, money. So the Frumpy Dump Tank Snivers and the Megamites are pissed to the highest level of festivity because James Cormer has been talking about all of this evidence that he has against uh, Hunter Biden and the Biden crime family and all this kind of stuff. So everybody's like, why does he not want um, Hunter Biden to testify? Is it because he doesn't have all this evidence? Is it because he's been lying? I mean, what is really going on, honey? But baby, you know we wouldn't go have to wait for long to hear something about this because we know our favorite homeboy from around the way, Jamie Raskin, was going to enter the chat, baby. So happy to have him in the house uh, of representatives because he keeps them in line. He issued a letter and baby, it was scathing, honey. He said in this statement, he said, let me get this straight. After wailing and moaning for 10 months about Hunter Biden and alluding to some vast unproving family conspiracy after sending Hunter Biden a subpoena to appear before the, uh, appear and testify, 
And now the oversight Republicans reject his offers to, to appear before the full committee in, in the eyes of the world to answer any questions that they may pose. Uh, 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 baby, we, we, we will not have it. We have seen you use closed door sessions to manipulate, even distort the facts and misinform the public. We therefore propose opening the door. Um, if, as you claim, your efforts are important and involve issue issues that Americans should know about, then let that light shine in these public proceedings, baby. Uh, Jamie Raskin argued that Republicans were afraid of a public hearing, um, hearing, and it would make it clear that House Republicans did not have the evidence proving that President Biden had committed any wrongdoings. Um, in this letter, again, I'll go on and say, he said, after miserable, uh, Jamie Raskin went on to say, after the miserable failure of the impeachment hearing in September, Chairman Comer has now apparently decided to evolve. Uh, to avoid our committee hearings where the public can uh, can be in, excuse me, where the pu avoid any public committee hearings where the public can actually see for itself the logical, rhetorical, and factual contortions they have tied themselves up in. The evidence has shown time and time again that President Biden has committed no wrongdoing, much less an impeachable offense. So, baby, of course we can... <laughs> We can count on Jamie Raskin to come through in the clutch. He added, Chairman Comer's insistence that Hunter Biden's interview should happen behind closed doors proves it once again. What the Republicans fear most is sunlight and the truth. <laughs> Baby, I'm going to go ahead and keep it a stack with you. When I read that, I had to clutch my invisible damn pearls. <laughs> So, baby, Hunter Biden came through in the clutch this morning and called their bluff and told them, hey, if you want to have me testify, I will testify. No problem. Before December, the, um, he want proposing a um, public hearing date actually on December 13th. He said that he has no problem doing that, but he wants it in the public. James Comer has came and tried to backpedal and push the pop out of that, saying that he doesn't want it to be in public. And Jamie Raskin is basically saying what we are all thinking, at least us logical people are thinking. What are the Republicans trying to hide? Why do they not want this hearing to be in public? It's because they want to distort the truth, misinform the public, and tell big lies as they always do. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. So, baby, that is interesting, but I'm going to go ahead and keep it a stack with you. I'm going to be on the edge of my seat waiting to see what happened, honey. You know I'm going to be here to report on it all. All right, players, y'all go ahead and grab your tea and have a seat. Let's get into the next tour because, baby... We moving on to George. I'm just a born address Santos. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. Uh, George, 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 I'm just a born address Santos. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. Baby, it's been a horrible holiday weekend for George. I'm just a born address Santos. I know he was wishing and hoping and praying that the ethics committee had came back with that report after the holiday season, honey, because I know it was very, very awkward for him at the dinner table after his family and friends had read 
had read that damn report and found out that he was allegedly, and I got my air quotes up, stealing their money, using their names and all this kind of stuff and changing their names, lying, talking about he was a, a member of, a, that he graduated from this college and they know damn well that the, that the devil is a lie and the truth ain't never been in him. He ain't did none of these things. His mama ain't died in 0-9-11. He's not no doggone holocaust. His grandparents were no holocaust survivor. I bet it was very, very awkward at that table because those things were fresh and at the forefront of their mind because this ethics committee report uh, dropped, I think it was maybe a couple of days before the Thanksgiving holiday, before they actually adjourned to scurry on back to their project uh, uh, perspective places. So, of course, now um, Georgia, just the board address Santos is having to deal with the uh, idea of being uh, an expulsion vote coming up for the third time. So now he's running around Congress talking about uh, what well, he's running around uh, these different uh Twitter spaces, I believe that's where he's been talking and basically saying, baby, that he isn't the only uh, corrupt politician. Uh, I would have to agree with Georgia just the boy and address Santos, but baby, it, 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 there's nothing we can do for him because baby, you done got caught. Okay. That's the difference between you and them. Your ass has gotten caught. So um, he's running around these Twitter places, spaces, basically saying that he's going to spill the beans because he's not the only uh, corrupt politician that there is and that, he, they need to be working on everything, but while working on things that are important to the American people. However, Georgia Just the Board and Dress Santos has introduced absolutely nothing. He has no committees. The only thing that he's done is sat in there and held up the white power sound when it's clear that his ass isn't white. He's done absolutely nothing uh, to, to help with anything. So I'm not sure what exactly he's talking about. He keeps talking about inflation, but uh, inflation in the United States, although it is high, is one of the lowest uh, in the world. But I digress, honey. So uh, this morning, while Georgia Just the Board Address Santos was basically telling the Republicans to put up a shut up, uh, that is the name of this podcast, uh, put up a shut up. I'm doing that for Georgia Just the Board Address Santos. Um, this uh, liberal group, Move on was outside, and I reported on this. They were outside the uh the Capitol putting up this <laughs> this inflatable. Now, you ones here on TikTok, y'all probably haven't seen that video, but I did do one for some reason. Um, uh, TikTok is actually suppressing it, so go and check it out. But baby, this inflatable, honey, when I tell you it is a sight for sore eyes. Baby, when I saw this, honey, I spit out my coffee this morning when I saw the lipstick, the eyebrows, the glasses, the full belly, the tie that says full of lies. Baby, where did they get this custom made uh, inflatable? Y'all remember when Freddy Cruz fled the, uh, fled the scene on Texas and those people came up with that custom pinata? That's what this reminds me of, honey. Where the hell did y'all get this custom uh, inflatable? Because it looks exactly like Jordan just the boy to dress Santos. I really want y'all to see how it float. <laughs> I got the video. Watch it, y'all. Just watch it. Man, it's the best thing I've seen all week. <laughs> it is just Tuesday. I love to see. <laughs> so Georgia just the board address Santos is, you know, he he's basically um accepted his fate, in my opinion, in some places. 
Uh, in some ways he has, and in some ways he's being very arrogant. But again, that uh, that resolution to expel him was introduced. It is a privileged resolution, which will basically say, uh, give the uh, Republicans two days to go ahead and put it down to the House floor. Go ahead and take a listen at, uh, at the uh, resolution as it's being introduced. Mr. Speaker, pursuant to Clause 2A1 of Rule 9, I rise to give notice of my intent to raise a question of the privileges of the House. The form of the resolution is as follows. House Resolution 114 resolved that pursuant to Article 1, Section 5, Clause 2 of the Constitution of the United States, Representative George Santos be, and he hereby is, expelled from the House of Representatives. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. So, um, uh, okay, so Robert Garcia did this one, and then another representative, Anthony, and I can't, I, I might say his name wrong, I'm sorry, D. Esposito, um, he moved to force a vote on expelling George Santos, uh, setting in motion a second effort of the day to oust the embattled lawmaker. Now, um, Georgia just aborted George Santos when he got wind of this. He was pissed to the highest level of pissedivity, honey. So this is what he had to say regarding his pot in, basically impending expulsion. Let's go ahead and pull that up. You all want a soundbite. This is the third time we're going through this. I don't care. I was sent here by the people of the 3rd District of New York. I represent them, not the political class in Washington, D.C. If they want to send me home, if they think this was a fair process, if they think this is how it should be done, and if they're confident that this is a constitutional way of doing it, God bless their is hearts. Is it inevitable it happens? Have you spoken to your colleagues sure. to get their support? I'm sorry? Have you spoken to your colleagues to get their, their support? Their no, I, 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 I've never done it. This is the third time we've gone through this. I didn't do it the first time. I didn't, didn't do it the second time. not going to do it the third time. Why it's not whip not, some votes? Why it's not, not It's not a good use of my time. Do you know what's a good use of all of our time? Is fixing the massive inflation in this country. Is fixing the issues we have in our border. I went to San Diego last week. It is terrible terrible. That's what we should be putting our energy on, not on censuring one another, expelling one another, witch hunts against pol the political class. Nobody cares. If this building, if this city put it, the effort to fixing our country the same way that they put on expelling me, we'd be in a better place. But this place is littered in political theater and the American people are the ones paying the price. Mm, 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 mm. So George, I'm just a born address Santos. That's what he had to say, honey. He's tired of the political theater, even though he was indulging in it. I mean, putting up the white power sign, um, sitting next to Musty to the Must Power Margin when they was doing all that U-Haw rah-rah during the uh, State of the Union address. I mean, George, I'm just a born address Santos. You are walking political theater. You are really an embarrassment. And to leave you in Congress is actually dangerous. Take a listen to what else he had to say. This is when he got caught on the way. I think it was on the way out after the vote, I think. You all want a soundbite. There's been a few developments. Uh, I just want to ask you about what your conversation you uh, with Speaker Johnson. Have you spoken to him? What was your uh, conversation I spoke like? to him over Thanksgiving. Well, it seems like you guys may have spoken more recently than that, according to Mr. Hearn and Mr. Johnson. Yeah, I did, I did speak to him earlier today. Um, 
there's no, sorry, there, there's no secrets in this place. It's amazing how you all know what goes on. I mean, you have cups over on my walls. No, I just had a conversation with him. He asked me how I was doing and uh, if I had made my decision. I said, yes, I mean, put up or shut up at this point. You yeah. want, all these members are pushing this. They want me to resign because they don't want to take this tough vote that sets the precedent to their own demise in the future because they're not immune from the, all the nonsense that goes on in Washington where you all follow them around with cameras and microphones in their faces. They don't like it either. So they can keep up, they can keep doing this, but my message to them is either put up or shut up and enough of the charade. Did he encourage you to resign? Uh, no, not at all. Actually, he made, he, made a point to, he made a point to say that he was not calling me to asking me for, to resign. What do we expect to hear from you tonight and tomorrow, or excuse me, on Thursday? Uh, well, you gotta show up for that. Thank what you. time tonight, Congressman? Thank you. Child, so as you can see, George, I'm just a boy to George Santos. He was feeling really, really confident, feeling really footloose and fancy free about himself. He says basically put up or shut up, honey. He has remained defiant in the face of this expulsion, taking to the House floor. And he also slammed the ethics committee report. Y'all take a listen to what he had to say on the House floor after this after this uh, force vote resolution was introduced. Madam Speaker, on the matter of expulsion, we are now going down a third attempt for a privilege resolution to expel me from the House of Representatives this week. Uh, just introduced one earlier th today and just earlier this evening, we had a second. Here's the case in point. In history, five members of Congress have been expelled. All five had suffered convictions in a court. All five had due process. This expulsion vote simply undermines and underscores the precedent that we've had in this chamber. It starts and puts us in a new direction, a dangerous one that sets a very dangerous precedent for the future. Are we to now assume that one is no longer innocent until proven guilty, and they are in fact guilty until proven innocent? Or are we now to simply assume that because somebody doesn't like you, they get to throw you out of your job? Or better more, does the Constitution bear no consequence? Where a duly elected member of the House of Representatives is elected by the general public, but then a couple of politicians decide that they don't like that person. These are all matters and questions that can be brought up. But I'll leave it at this. The process in which the Ethics Committee engaged was incomplete, irresponsible, and littered with hyperbole, and littered with biased opinions. The chairman of the committee himself admitted that it wasn't the, it wasn't the full extensive process, and therefore he couldn't recommend from the committee a punishment or action. Therefore, cheapening the process of the Ethics Committee, cheapening the process that this, that this country has expected from this, from this chamber. Look, it is not a right to be a member of Congress. The media will always remind me of that every time I talk to them. But it is a privilege, a privilege that you work hard for and you get elected to Congress as a privilege to represent those who have chosen you. Madam Speaker, I think we can all agree that due process matters and that we should all be 
very concerned about the way that we are conducting this process. I ask that all my colleagues in the House consider and understand what this means for the future. And to set the record straight and put this in the record, I will not be resigning. And with that, I yield back the balance of my time. Ah, George, 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 I declare, honey, what a disgrace. There are several things wrong with jo what George said, the George of just the board address saying to us. For, for one thing, he's trying to use this guilt trip and trying to turn this thing around on these other uh, members of Congress saying, hey, if you basically using a frumpy dumb tactic, oh, if they do this to me, they can, if they do this to me, they can do it to you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, if somebody doesn't like me, like you, they can just go down there and introduce a resolution. This isn't about people not liking you, George. I'm just a board of Dress Santos. This isn't about, oh, you have beef. Oh, we, we, we cussed each other out. Musty Marjorie and Lauren Bobblehead cussed each other out. What was that last year? Or maybe even at the first beginning of this year, cussed each other out. Neither one of them scurried down to the House floor, introduced resolutions to get rid of one another. This is because you are accused and we have evidence basically saying that you committed some high crimes. How can we, how can members of Congress stand there and say, Oh, we are for the law. We, 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 how can the person who's introducing the laws and voting on the laws be people that are breaking the laws? How can, how does that make sense? How is that not setting precedent to have somebody down there who we have evidence that has committed high crimes? You had a, a, an investigation by your own peers. And your own peers had to come back because the ethics committee is derived of his own peers. This isn't derived from people off the street or some investigators at the just at the Biden Justice Department or anything that like thing like that. This is of your own peers, and they were able to find out find this evidence that you uh, subscribed to folks OnlyFans using uh, donor money. You lied and said you had a Maserati when you only had a Kia Sportage, which, in my opinion, it was like a 2015 2016. Baby, that ain't nowhere near a Maserati, honey. That is a Dollar Tree car compared to a Maserati. I mean, you you took these people money going to going to casinos and different things. Do you think these people are just pulling this evidence out of their behinds? If if they could take you to trial tomorrow, I can guarantee damn you, if the Justice Department could take George of Just the Born Address to Santos to trial tomorrow and have a jury of his peers come back and judge that evidence. I can guarantee you that he will be found guilty of those crimes uh, tomorrow. And then what we supposed to wait these two, three, four years until you go before the uh, before, to face your day of reckoning to, uh, to have you just sit there and be able to vote on crimes. I mean, vote on laws and and you're supposed to be of the of the highest standard. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous and a high boo shitty mess. This isn't because nobody doesn't like you. This is because they have evidence of high crimes and you have to be held accountable for that. 100% in the court of law. And also the people from New York don't want your ass no more. They, the people from New York are the ones that are introducing the resolution to get rid of you. Your constituents don't want you anymore. It, you are an embarrassment. So that's what this all boils down to, honey. So they have two days. Somebody's asking this in the comments. 
Um, this privileged resolution, they have two days to vote on whether Georgia just aborted Dr. Santos will be expelled. Now, we may have some Republicans. Last time this expulsion vote came, there were some Democrats that crossed over. This may be a situation where we have some that actually hear George Santos and actually file for his manipulation, because I feel like that speech was absolutely manipulation. And, and we see exactly why you didn't work hard for that seat. You lied to get that seat. All right, players, we got to move on, honey, because we 27 minutes in and I got some more tea I got to get to. So y'all go ahead and grab your tea and have a seat, honey. We're going to briefly scurry on over to Frumpy to the motherfucking dump. Why is this man attacking the judge's wife? I declare, honey. What a disgrace. Frumpy dump, frumpy dump, frumpy to the motherfucking dump. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. So every single judge that is, is over a case related to frumpy to the motherfucking dump, with the exception of Judge Cannon, is receiving some sort of threats. Uh, Judge Cannon is the only one that hasn't been getting any threats, probably because she's doing everything that frumpy to the motherfucking dump tells her to. But I digress. So um, as we know, there's a uh, in the civil trial in New York, there is there was a gag order that has been temporarily halted because Frumpy Dump filed an appeal to Judge Ingeron's um, uh, order issuing um, that he filed an appeal to the gag order or whatnot. So the he took it up to the court. I think it's the Federal Court of Appeals. He took it up to the Federal Court of Appeals and they actually halted that gag order. Now, as soon as they halted the gag order, Frumpy Dump continued with his uh, uh, his attacking of George Ingeron and his uh, law clerk. I mean, he didn't even stop on Thanksgiving, y'all. On Thanksgiving, Frumpy Dump actually issued uh, on, on Twitter. He said, hey, happy Thanksgiving to all, including the racist, incompetent Attorney General New York uh, State, Letitia Peekaboo James. Um, then he goes and calls Judge Ingeron a psycho, and then he goes on to say his chief clerk, Allison Greenfield, uh, by his side on the bench, tells him what to do. So um, in this temporary filing, I mean, in the temporary halt, of course, uh, the, the, uh, the, God, Tiffany, get it out. I got it. It's on the tip of my tongue and I can't let it come out. So of course, in this, um, in this whole thing, the attorney, the New York attorney general's office had submitted, um, sub submitted a, uh, a motion regarding this filing, trying to get that, uh, that gag order reinstatement re reinstated. So basically they issued a response to Frumpy Dump's, uh, temporary, uh, his appeal against the gag order. Y'all don't know why I'm so tongue-tied. I'm so sorry because I'm really messing this up. So Frumpy Dump files the appeal and the New York Attorney General's office refiles a response. And they submitted 275 pages of threats that were issued to Judge Ingerong and his uh, and his um and his uh law clerk. All of their staff is receiving all sorts of threats. And these are, and, and, and they only submitted the ones that the uh, the police actually feared that were credible. Um, some of them were talking about assassination for uh, uh, Judge Ingeron. 
there was some was uh, that was anti-Semitic uh, threats uh, saying, you know, call them not. I mean, it was really, really bad. You know, some stuff that I can't really repeat here on uh, Facebook and YouTube and Tickety Talk without getting banned. But it was some very bad threats that they were receiving. Voicemails, emails said they were receiving 20 to 30 phone calls within uh, 20 to 30 phone calls a day on her personal cell phone. That's what the, the clerk said on her personal cell phone and 30 to 50 messages daily on social media platforms and two personal email addresses, addresses according to the court filings. Uh, Judge Ingeron's chambers is inundated with uh, these uh, threats and phone calls that they have been receiving. So uh, they submitted that filing. The New York Attorney General's office submitted uh, uh, their their uh, response to Frumpy Dump's uh, to Frumpy Dump's appeal and submitted all of that again, 275 pages. Now, Frumpy Dump basically responded, just responded to this yesterday and said that he is not responsible uh, for those threats. And uh, even though they should take those uh, threats serious, seriously, he is not responsible for those. Frumpy Dump's attorneys wrote in their filing yesterday that Frumpy Dump has never threatened the judge or had or his principal law clerk, and they can't be held responsible for actions taken by others. They argued that Frumpy Dump's First Amendment right to criticize and call out his perception of bias by the judge and his law clerk without retribution is essential to maintaining public confidence in uh, the trial. It based the disturbing behavior engaged in by anonymous third-party actors toward the judge and his principal law clerk publicly presiding over this extremely polarizing and high-profile trial merits appropriate security measures. However, it does not justify the wholesale abrogation of petitioners' First Amendment rights to proceeding in a proceeding of immense stakes to petitioners which has been compromised by the introduction of partisan bias on the bench. So they're basically saying that they are not responsible, even though Frumpy Dump continues to level these threats. Uh, the latest one here that just happened tonight. Uh, well, I would. Well, Frumpy Dump actually retweeted, and this was something that he was not retweeted, but re truth because this was on devil is a lie social something that laura loomer had put out now i don't i don't want to spend a whole lot of time explaining who she is but laura loomer is basically saying that this account on x don marie is judge ingeron's wife so she puts out this uh tweet saying this is a, that it is an exclusive she says she has uncovered screenshots from the platform ex uh, account of Don Marie Ingeron, the wife of leftist NYC judge Arthur Ingeron, who is presiding, uh, who is overseeing the civil fraud against President Trump, that shows that she has been posting attacks on Frumpy Dump from her account as the trial is ongoing. This incredible bias on or around November 7th, she posted tweets in which she said, F Frumpy Dump. She posted Photoshop pics of Frumpy Dump in an orange jumpsuit and she attacked me during my live. So then she goes on to, to post these subsequent uh, things that she said that comes from an account that belongs to Judge Ingeron's uh, wife. And this would be you know, this would be so damn stupid if this woman really did do this. Uh, if this account really belongs to her, the account has since become private. I don't believe it. And um, according to a report by it was on Newsweek uh, that she had denied that the wife had denied that that was actually her. However, 
you know, I mean, I, I, I really want to see something in the court filing because I don't know if she actually responded to that or not. I mean, there was no statement, handwritten statement. It was just basically a phone call saying that she does not um, own a Twitter account. But that would be really stupid. This trial has been going on all this time for this woman to come and just start attacking, uh, start tweeting all these things about Trump. And then the whole thing that Frumpy Dump has been saying, trying to get an appeal in this case and getting the case dismissed, is that the judge has bias. But I'm going to say this and I'm going to move on. If if this is Don Ingeron's the judge's wife wife's account, I mean, what can we say about this? Because we have Jenny Thomas, whose husband Clarence Thomas is a, a judge, a, a, a justice, a Supreme Court justice, who uh, who and she was in touch with Mark Meadows, who was the uh, Frumpy Dumps chief of staff, doing all these things to, allegedly doing all these things to try to overturn the election or influence people to, to do things to try to overturn the election. So, hey, you know, if this is his wife, honey, if it what's good for the goose is good for the gander. If if Jenny Thomas can go around here and do the things that she's do doing, then this woman can tweet some stuff on Twitter, baby. This is free speech, honey. She can do what she got to do. If you can attack people, then they can, they can do whatever they got to do so all right players y'all go ahead and grab your tea and have a seat honey do y'all agree with me on that last point about if if this is judge ingeron's wife she has a right to do that if jenny thomas can do it put your thoughts in the comments let me know what you're thinking while we're moving on to the next story baby because we got to go honey we got too much to go we got a few more things Uh, this right here is Students for Trump. Uh, one of Students for Trump's co-founders, uh, Ryan Fortner. For, and, I, and I could be saying it wrong. Fortner, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is, his name, name is Ryan, okay? He's one of the co-founders of uh, Students for Trump that started back in 2016 when Frumpy Dump started the uh, won the 2016 election, okay? As you can see, he's pictured there with Frumpy to the motherfucking dump. He's also pictured here with... Uh, uh, Frumpy Dump's son, Eric, uh, he's pictured there. I seen a couple of pictures of him with Jared Kushner. Um, just in 2019, he was actually dubbed by the Philadelphia Gay News as the creep of the week for some comments that he had made about uh, gay and lesbian and transsexual people. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was actually dubbed creep of the week, as you can see on the screen. <laughs> I declare, what a disgrace. So as you can see, he loves Frumpy to the motherfucking dump, but he is as happy as a flea on a dog's ass. To support him, but baby, as we all know, honey, anything that turns uh, anything that is associated with Frumpy Dump is full of shit. Look at him now. Ryan Fortner, one of the founders of Students for Frumpy Dump, was arrested last Tuesday on assault charges in North Carolina. According to court documents attained by Axios, he uh, was accused of assaulting a woman and identified as his girlfriend, grabbing her right arm and striking her in the forehead with a handgun. The, um, the woman suffered a minor injury in the attack. Fortner was charged with domestic assault of a woman an assault with a deadly weapon. Um, with a deadly weapon, he was released on a $2,500 bond and is set to appear in court on December 18th, 2023. I declare, honey.
What a disgrace. Y'all know what I got to say about it. He did that shit. Guilty as He did that shit. He, he is guilty as fuck. So um, anything that is associated with, associated with frumpy to the motherfucking dump, we can bet you by golly wild, honey, it is going to go from sugar to shit real quick. And that is exactly what has happened to uh, Ryan. Now, I'm wondering what's going to happen to students for Trump. Are they going to go ahead and continue going on? Are they going to be uh, continuing to be a part of Frumpy Dump USA? Because look at here, this is a photo of Ryan Fortner and his uh, former partner, his um, the, the other founder of Students for Trump. And he was actually arrested uh last year and he was sentenced to over a year in uh, well in 2021 he was arrested and he was sentenced to over a year in prison for posing as a lawyer john lambert john lambert is his name one of the co-founders behind students for trump has been sentenced to more than a year behind bars for masquerading as an attorney according to the new york daily news the 25 year old was handed a 13-month sentence after posing as a lawyer named eric pope who is based in manhattan lambert reportedly reportedly lied about graduating from new york's New York University Law School and University of Pennsylvania, where he claimed to have a degree in finance, as well as uh, having more than a decade of experience working in law over the course of several years. He also managed to get actual clients searching for legal advice through Upwork. Uh, between 2016 to 2018, he allegedly raked in more than $46,000 in the scheme. And guess who and guess who snitched on him? According to reports, his good old homeboy, his co-founder of Students for Frumpy Dump, Ryan Fortner, who just got arrested for assaulting his girlfriend with a deadly weapon. <laughs> It doesn't get any better. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. Y'all go ahead and grab your tea and have a seat, honey, because we are moving forward to our next story. And this next one, baby, don't ever let nobody tell you that. No, 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 not that. I'm sorry. The next one, um, this is going to be very upsetting, but we definitely got to talk about this one. Grab your tea. Have a seat. Let's get into it. All right, players. So this right here is very upsetting. And I, I, I don't know if it's going to be upsetting to you, but it's very upsetting to me. The officer who was acquitted in the death in the uh, murder of Elijah McClain that happened in 2019 got his job back in over $200,000 in back pay. Uh, the Colorado, Colorado officer who was first on the scene, he actually stopped Elijah McClain in 2019 and placed him in a neck hold, was reinstated to uh, the Aurora Police Department and will receive $212,546 to cover his salary from his leave. Nathan Woodward reintegration into police force comes weeks after a jury found him not guilty of manslaughter and criminally negligent homicide. Nathan had been suspended without pay for two years since he 
was indicted for his role in the death of 23-year-old uh, Elijah McClain. An Aurora spokesperson said city law mandated that the department offer him his job back after the acquittal in the criminal trial and that he would receive, again, $212,000 um, for to cover his salary uh, while he was on leave and was on trial uh, was actually arrested and was on trial for uh, manslaughter uh, for the murder of Elijah McClain. Only one person was, only one officer was convicted uh, in that uh, in that case. Uh, I, I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Radamine, I think it was. Radamine, he was uh, convicted of it. But this officer, Nathan Woodward, was found not guilty and he's able to get his job back. He's he, Even though he was the first officer on the scene, um, even though he was the first one to put his uh, hand around Elijah McClellan's neck, he will be the one that gets his job back. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. Of course, here at the Black Hero News, my condolences go out to the family of Elijah McClain. I can never understand that. It would hurt me um, very deeply to know that this person is on the police force again, where he can do this to someone else's Black child. Um, it's very disturbing. It's very disturbing, and I'm hoping that the police department really keeps an eye on him, because if they don't, it ain't no telling what could possibly happen. It could be revenge that may come out of this. I don't know. All right, but hopefully not. All right, players, grab your tea, have a seat. Let's move on. This next story, don't ever let nobody tell you that your vote don't count, honey, because this next story is going to tell you why and how it does. All right, players, over in Shreveport, Louisiana, there was a recount to, uh, yesterday where a single vote confirmed that Henry Whitehorn is the new Caddo Sheriff's, uh, new Caddo Parish Sheriff. Um, only one vote, uh, the Republican John Nicholson, he demanded a recount and he was actually entitled to it because Henry Whitehorn only uh, won <clears throat> by one vote. Um, the Caddo Parish Sheriff's race, um, and it remained unchanged following the recount where it uh, said that he won by one single vote. One vote. It was mine. This divisiveness in our community we got to put those differences aside. Yes. Right. It's time to put that aside and work together for the good of our children. Now, we came to celebrate. Yes. So let's celebrate this victory. Minutes before 1 p.m. November 27th, the Board of Election Supervisors announced that both Henry Whitehorn and John Nicholson received an additional three votes. The election res results remain unchanged, meaning that Whitehorn still wins by one single vote. The initial recount was filed by John Nicholson on November 21st following the runoff election on November 18th, which resulted in White Whitehorn receiving 21,621 votes, while Nicholson received 21,620 
votes. All the people that voted for him, um, Henry Whitehorn, I'm pretty sure they were clutching their invisible damn pearls and wondering if their vote was the one that actually pushed things over their edge. Don't ever let somebody tell you that your vote don't count because it's uh, clear that it truly does. All right, players, grab your tea and have a seat. Let's get into this next story really quickly. We're going to talk about the Adult Survivors Act. Let's get into it. All right, players. So there was a poll that was ran on Twitter, honey. And I wanted to talk about it because, baby, these people are up in arms about the Adult Survivors Act. So let's get into New York's Adult Survivors Act. It has expired, but um, there is a push for the Adult Survivors Act, Act to actually be um, reinstated. So this uh, was signed by uh, Governor Kathleen Hochul. Uh, in May of 22, which amends state law to allow alleged victims of sexual offenses for which the statute of limitations has lapsed to file civil suits for one for a year, one year period from November 24, 2022 to November 24, 2023. The act thus expands the ability of plaintiffs to sue for SA and unwanted contact in the workplace. Now, since this was reinstated, over 3,700 lawsuits were filed and some against some very notable celebrities like uh, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. We have Jamie Foxx. Of course, we know E. Jean Carroll used the Adult Survivors Act to file that lawsuit against Frumpy to the motherfucking dump. We have um, uh, Eric Adams, the mayor of New York. We have uh, uh, Jamie Foxx, L.A. Reid, uh, that was also used with Bill Cosby. And uh, most recently, P. Diddy, who is maybe really going through it this week, honey. He has three of those lost. Three people have used that uh, statute against them. One against him, one anonymous today. P. Diddy, uh, he, the, the school uh, is no longer partnering with him. A school that he donated a million dollars to. Um, that was basically his baby. Then he lost, uh, the revolt TV stepped down as a chairman. There's a lot going on there. And, and he's still dealing with those two lawsuits. He just recently settled, uh, the lawsuit with Cassie. And I, I can bet you by God, wow, honey, he paid her that $30 million. I don't care what nobody say. So, <laughs> or he got very close to it, to it, like 29 and, uh, 29 and a half. That's what I think. So many people on Twitter were having uh, debates and conversations about this. And some people were saying that this is just, a, uh, well, there was a lot of people that actually said that this was a get rich scheme for some women saying that they believe that 48% in that poll that was taken, I thought I had taken a screenshot of it, but it was 48% of people who voted on that poll said that they felt like this was a, a get rich uh, scheme. Some people said it was something to get back at black men because, you know, some of the notable figures that have been sued uh, are a lot of them are black. Uh, also, um, there was some that saying that, um, hey, uh, it is what it is. I mean, it, it's time for uh, women to have a way to to uh, fight back against these uh, unwanted sexual uh 
uh, advances and also sexual assaults. So it's uh, very interesting to see where the climate is on this. And I really wanted you guys to chime in in the comments and let me know what you think. How are you feeling about it since all of these lawsuits have been filed? Again, 3,700, over 3,700 lawsuits have been filed using the Adult Survivors Act. There is a push for it to continue. Um, they would like for it to... Uh, they would like for that adult uh, for it to be renewed. And uh, there's also some that's saying that it shouldn't be renewed, that it this should be the end of that. What do you think? Should there be something that Congress looks at? Let me know what you think in the comments. Um, let me know what you think. I really want to know. Put your thoughts in the comments. All right, players. It's time for y'all favorite game, honey. It's time for the best game of the night. Let's play a game, honey. Play stupid games. Win stupid prizes. Players, it's time for another riveting episode of Play Stupid Games, Win Stupid Prizes. All right, players, I don't know if this is Play Stupid Games, Win Stupid Prizes, but I just think that it's just... I'm so sick of the chicken wing thing. Like, I know that inflation is a thing. But earlier this year, I told you guys about Miss Vera. We kind of talked about this. Y'all remember Miss Vera, the school lunch lady who had stole that $1.5 million in food or whatnot? I think it was like during the pandemic or whatnot. But I think she got caught earlier this year, January. We talked about Miss Vera and we just didn't understand what the heck she was doing because uh, the bulk of that was like some chicken wings. Like, what exactly was she doing? Well, baby, this man here, he 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 don't work for the school, honey. He he worked for a food supplier of chicken wings, honey, but he taking them straight from the plant, honey. So a South Carolina man, truck driver, uh, has been arrested for stealing 41,000 41, pounds of chicken from the damn plant. <sighs> so a truck truck this truck driver Christopher Thomas. I'm gonna have to go ahead and do it, y'all. I don't want to do it. Don't get mad at me, but I gotta do it. Chicken George. was carrying a load of chickens from South Carolina to Georgia when, <laughs> uh, uh, when he was arrested and charged with the chicken heist. Christopher Thomas, 55, of Florence, was hired by Pilgrim's Pride to deliver approximately 41,000 pounds of frozen chicken valued at approximately $80,000 to two locations in Milton, Georgia. Investigators believe Thomas sold part of the load of chicken he was transporting in various locations, and they believe he was in the process of selling more when deputies performed a traffic stop on Saturday. With the help of a tip, a Sumner County Sheriff's Office investigator was able to arrest Thomas with the assistance of Lee County Sheriff's Office investigators and Lee County's deputies. Following the tip, deputies went where Thomas where Thomas had agreed to meet the buyer. When Thomas arrived, deputies turned on their blue lights for a traffic stop. After confirming that the truck and its contents was the truck in question? Thomas consented to a church of the a search of the truck. Investigators found pallets 
inside the truck loaded with cases of stolen frozen chicken wings from Pilgrim's Pride. Thomas was arrested and charged with breach of trust and fraudulent intent of value uh, of a value of $10,000 or more. He was arrested with about seven pallets loaded with 215 cases of chicken weighing 8,000 pounds remaining from the 41,000 that he started with. I declare, honey. Come on now, dog. Come on, man. Inflation is hard. Inflation is hard on everybody, man. But it's just some stuff you ain't got no business doing. Like, what you were going to do? Like, the, the people, the, how was you going to get away with that? Like I was saying about Miss Vera, $1.5 million, you had to know somebody was going was gonna to miss that. And you stealing the whole truck of damn chicken wings. You ain't just take a little bit at a time. You took the whole damn thing, only 8000 left. Child, you was asking for trouble. I declare. <laughs> 55 years old, and now you, baby, I, I'm tired. I'm so, so damn tired. All right, players, I really hope y'all enjoyed this brand new episode of The Realty with Double D as much as I enjoy making it. Remember, this podcast is available wherever you stream your podcast in about an hour. If you missed it, well, in about 30 minutes. If you missed it, please go support the podcast. I really appreciate it. Your girl trying to make some things do what it do when I need to make it do what it do. So I need some more downloads. Support me. It's available wherever you stream your podcast. If you're listening out in podcasting world, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you guys. And I appreciate all y'all for joining me. Even if you don't do that, I appreciate you for joining me because, baby, I know it's late, honey. It's getting late. Don't make me start singing. All right, players, I really hope y'all enjoyed this episode. And make sure y'all are following me on all social media platforms to uh, keep up to date with all the day-to-day tea. I really appreciate y'all. And I hope y'all have a footloose and fancy-free night. And I will see you guys in the morning. Peace. Welcome to the Real Tea with Double D. Thanks for listening to the Real Tea with Double D. Join us next week for the next episode of the most accurate news on the net. Be sure to follow on all social media platforms to stay up to date with all your day to day tea. Welcome to the real tea with And we out. Welcome to the real tea with Double D.